Yeah, it says we're live. I think we're live. So uh, I guess we'll we'll start the show. Yeah. Yeah, we're live. Okay. Sweet. We're gonna start it then. We can't tell Josh. No. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Stogies and Spirits podcast, coming to you live from the Diplomat Cigar Lounge in beautiful downtown Keene, New Hampshire. Is everybody ready? It's time to just cut, light, and suck. <laughs> uh, gets people every time. Disclaimer. We are all over the age of 21 and do not condone underage smoking or drinking. Please drink and smoke responsibly. Don't. Just me. Just you. Yeah, just turn me up a little. Oh, turn you up. Okay. Thanks. Hey, welcome to the show. Um, we're going to try something. I'm going to try to work with these cameras because if you notice, there's a couple extra people here. Quite a few extra people Quite tonight. Quite a few extra people tonight. Yeah. And unfortunately, we just, my camera isn't big enough to handle all these people. So. Heard that. <laughs> so we're going to go, I'm going to try to do these, uh, <laughs> these zoomed cameras and uh, we'll, we'll zoom in. Me. So we'll start. With the CEO, CTO, CFO, CQO. CIO, whatever you want to do. DIA. Yeah. FBI, female body inspector. Ooh, I believe that's an inappropriate term to use. And we could get banned again. If you're watching us from TikTok, you're not, because we got banned for hateful behavior somehow. I'm not sure what that is, but hey... Josh Bazzaio, welcome to the show. Enjoy. It's his show, actually. I am the super producer that uh, is is super Super terrible producing right now. Um, The worst producer ever. So if you ever uh, need someone to produce your podcast, uh, I probably won't be able to do it. But I will pretend to. Then to my right, which is... Just the next camera here, because we're not even looking at everyone at this point, is Mr. Gill, Mr. Sergeant Gill of the U.S. Army. You can pull that mic and say something. There you go. (laughs) All right. Then then to his right is Mr. Mike. Good evening. I don't know if you want me to use your last name. No. Just do Mr. (laughs) Mike. We'll do Mr. Mike. Magic Mike. Magic That's Mike. That's his name. There, oh, we got Magic, Magic Mike, Mike on okay. the show. Dance for us, Magic Mike. Are you going to do a little, little TikTok little, dance little for shuffle, us? A little shuffle for no, us? No, no. We'll no get banned dancing. again. Yeah, that's true. We, we, we can only get banned so many times. <laughs> and special guests. Actually, you know what? Mike, I'm going to let you introduce our special guests here on the yeah, end. So move over to their camera. Are you on their I, camera? I'm on their camera now. Anton and Dave. Well, well yeah. Mike, you can enter. Them. So to my right is uh, Anton. Um, he was uh, born in Ukraine, now lives in Poland, came over to visit. And then to Anton's right is uh, David from the UK. Yeah. So those are all our guests for tonight. Those those are all a bunch of people on the podcast. Yeah, let me say hello, hello. Yeah. Dave, you want to say hello to... Good evening, everybody. There we go. Yeah, there all we right. Go. So I'm going to go to our main camera here that I usually use. And uh, it is what it is. Yep. But uh, if you want to talk about maybe what we're going to talk about, I can yeah, zoom so in tonight, on you. Where um, you do that? No, we're talking about uh, the cigar we're smoking, which is the Gurkha Ghost. Um, for an alcohol, we're drinking Jefferson's Ocean. 
Ocean cask. Ocean. Now, do I have that in... You do, in your, in in your my uh, old-fashioned. Old-fashioned, yeah. yes. Which you can never taste the difference, but... I can never... Actually, this one does taste a little different, but we'll, it? we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to that. And then um, we'll do a mystery I'll call tonight, which these guys don't know about, which is fun. And then uh, we'll get into why these two gentlemen are here. Sounds like yeah. a podcast. Sounds like a good night. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off. Right. Where are we starting? I don't know. What are we supposed to talk about? Um, I we usually, we usually <laughs> start with a cigar, unless we want yeah, to. We typically, we'll talk about like their stuff, but I think we maybe will get through a lot of our normal podcasty stuff and then jump into the switch yeah. over and and learn about our guests a little more. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight we're smoking a cigar from Gurkha. Gurkha was um, came to be in around 1989. Um, this is a newer one from them, the Gurkha Ghost Maduro. I, I like it. Yeah. It's a very good cigar. All right. So, Dark wrapper. Um, this is a six inch by 54 ring gauge. And what, what size is that referred to as? This is, they have their own sizes, oh. like their own names for so sizes. So it's not like Turo. No, and... this is like Asura. A-S-U-R-A oh. is the name they use for the size. That's a cool name. Yeah. Just different. Sure. Um, let's see. I had some notes already. Okay. Uh, the Gurkha Ghost series is one of the most popular released by the Gurkha Cigar Company. This is the one ghost you'll want to keep around your smoke den. We carry uh, one size here at the shop, just the Asura. Okay. But we carry it both in the Gurkha Maduro and the lighter wrapper, the gold. Um, both these sleek, sinister cigars come packaged in lustrous black box, accented with elegant silver highlights. Um, Wait, they come in a black box? Uh, these ones do, yeah. The other ones come in a gold box. Oh, who cares? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going into the humidor... Oh, that's so you, you know what to look for. Yeah, that's how you look for it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I, I like it. Uh, the Gurkha Ghost series is made with a blend of carefully selected Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, showcased in a tightly packed wrapper for a smooth draw and unmistakable flavor. These fillers are brought together with a 98 Dominican Criollo binder along with dark Brazilian Maduro wrapper. Yeah. Okay. So, um... They say we should get flavors of cocoa, cinnamon, light hints of barley, caramel. But I never get that stuff. What right. do you guys think? This is one of the few times that I do actually get the, the chocolate, the cocoa with, with, with this one. Um, uh, the wrapper or in the smoke? In the smoke. I do get some sweetness off of the wrapper itself. Yeah, definitely. But as far as the smoke goes, I do get a little bit of that cocoa, some of the caramel. And mm -hmm. it may be just because I didn't smoke as many cigars as I do now on this podcast. Yeah, uh, you, you smoke every week now. Right. So I might be the palate's becoming more defined in what I'm tasting. Uh, but I definitely pick it up in this. Good. What, are the, what do you guys Mike, think? Mike, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, what do you think, Mike? Magic Mike. You like the cigar? Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth cigar. Um, I'm a flavored guy, but uh, I would definitely pick this up again. Yeah, you guys, you usually smoke like the acid stuff. Definitely acid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what kind of flavor are you into? The go-to is always the uh, the Cuba Cuba or the Cuba Mendoza. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of flavor do you get out of that? It's not any kind of like specific flavor. No, um, it's just it's just it's an infused cigar that acid makes okay 
which is from True Estate, which we've talked about before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. What is uh, Anton? What do you think about this? Because you're smoking it, right? Uh, yeah. It's actually my first cigar in my life. Wow. Is it really your first cigar yeah, in your first life? Cigar ever. Cigar. Oh my you, goodness. You're our perfect person for this podcast. <laughs> yes. Because I'm not an expert. No, no. We, neither are we. <laughs> <laughs> we are not experts. Yeah, we can hear it. Is it enjoyable? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Shots fired. Yeah, shots fired. We've been fired. training them all week for this. That's awesome. Thank goodness. I love it. So do you do you like the cigar? Is it somewhat easy to smoke for you? Uh something new, but uh do you smoke cigarettes? Yes. Yes. So you wonder, yeah, you get you have nicotine intake, so this isn't going to kill you. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, as I said, it's something something new, so I would have to smoke it more. Correct. Say more about yeah. it. Yeah. But, but it's uh, not off-putting. I like the vibe. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It looks cool. So. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> do you, do you taste anything when you're when you're smoking it? When you have it in your mouth, does it? Do you uh, have any flavors or? Not really. I just had no. a few uh, few tries. Okay. Nice. Oh, really? No, well, that's fine. Thanks for trying it. I appreciate yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. I like it. I think it's a really good cigar. I think if this isn't like a beginner cigar, but maybe like if you're t- trying to take the next step up. Okay. From like the Charter Oak, you smoke the Charter Oak a couple weeks. And I you're did. Like, All right, let's let's move up one. This would be a good good next step. All right. I'd agree with that. Uh, just out of curiosity, because I know we do it sometimes and sometimes we don't. Did you do any kind of like? background history into Gurkha because the only reason I'm asking is I just did a retirement ceremony for my first Arden last mm-hmm. not last week but the week before or whatever it was and one of the things that we hand out for some soldiers when they get out is a Kukri which is actually the, the sword that the Gurkha. Gurkha soldiers carry Correct. so I'm just wondering if there's any where the tie with Gurkha and that whole I think it was like an um, don't know if I have it on this one Give me a minute. <laughs> so. there, is a, there is a tie to it, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was like, uh, like I know that Gurk is originally from like Nepal, Nepal yeah. Um, but I didn't know if the cigar had any ties to Nepal or if it, if it's more of a... I think it was just the ownership. They just like the it's idea Indian. behind it. Indian? I, I believe so, yeah. Or okay. something like that, yeah. I could be totally wrong. I probably am. Yeah, it's just, it's funny how much it ties into... Like my time in the army, because even back when I was in the 101st, uh, we have our our scout platoon. They had the the Gurkha platoon because the U.S. Army itself doesn't have a Gurkha regiment like our counterparts, like the British Army has that. Um, I think like Nepal has it. I don't know how many NATO forces have it, but mm-hmm. we still have it tied into the army as far as like what a platoon base goes. Like we oh, call them the cool. Gurkhas. And they hand out their soldiers when they leave. They get like a little plaque that has a kukri on it with the dates that they were there and everything. So when I heard Gurkha, when I first started smoking cigars, I was like, I wonder where that comes from. Yeah. So I'll find out for you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. This cigar in my shop, I think is eight fifty. Okay. So not a bad price. Not bad. And so how many of these could you smoke? Mm, I'm going to smoke one and move on to something else. Yeah, you're not going to smoke more than one. No, I don't think so. It's not, like, awful. Like, I could smoke two or three, but... Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, not bad. Yeah. yeah, sure. If I had to rate it, though... Mm, you do. 7.6. Wow. That's high. Nah, that's not high. No? I think that's average for me. Okay, yeah. yeah. You're, you're pretty generous. Yeah, I am. Let's, let's go down the line and uh, go ahead and rate this. 
So I'm a little stingy with my ratings usually, but you usually I actually, are, yeah. I, I like this a lot actually. You so do. I'm going 8.1. Really? Now, wow. what kind of flavors do you get out of that? Other than you said the chocolate, right? Right. You get anything else, or is that basically where I mean, we're at? Like I said earlier, I got I get some caramel out of it. Okay. Um, the wrapper has like a sweeter flavor to it almost. Yeah. So I'm getting the, the cocoa, the caramel in the smoke, and I'm also getting a sweeter thing on my going on my lips. Okay. Nice. Um, I think it's a lighter smoke, honestly. It's not as heavy as some of the other Gurkhas I've had. Uh, no, so I, I, I agree. I could easily sit, if I was going to sit here and smoke for hours on end one day, I could easily smoke this, pick up another one, and start smoking it again. Okay. Hmm. What do you think, Mike? If you had to give it a rating. Yeah. Um, you don't smoke. Because I'm a flavor guy. I think oh, this yeah. is kind of like... Um, this is good for us. This though. considers me like a, like you would be like a neighbor beer. You know, this is something you would bring to a party and hand to your friends, and it would be a good smoke mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, a wedding or, you know, it's, it's got style to it, right? A lot it's of the beautiful. guys would like the, uh, like the wrapper to oh, it. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know if it would be one that I would grab all the time, but I, I would enjoy it with somebody. It's a very, to me, it's light, um, yeah. which I like. So it's a, it's a bachelor not, party cigar. It's a bachelor party cigar. Absolutely. This would be a, a great gift to uh, bachelor party, to give golf outing. Yeah. 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 It's a great style. Good smoke. Um, I had to rate it just because I'm, uh, I'm in the 7.5 as well. Mm, perfect. But, okay. Let's see what the new cigar smoker says. Out of out of all of this one cigar you've ever had, <laughs> give it a rating. What what, what right, kind so of rating? Out of all these cigars, I'm gonna rate it like eight. Eight. Wow, wow look at that. I he like likes this it. Guy. I like I'm an optimist. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Even though he picks on me a little bit, I like him. Hey, you know, we all do though. It's nothing, nothing personal. <laughs> Just business. Just, Just business. business. Exactly. Welcome Just. to Ukraine. Right. <laughs> oh man. So you guys, uh, David down there actually has the alcohol we're drinking, right? You you have the uh, Jefferson's Ocean. Yes, I do. Oh. W- what do you think of that yeah. so far? Uh, mm-hmm. Very good. I'm a Scotch whiskey fan. You were a Scotch guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, about half a dozen bourbons. At home. Yeah. What's what's your Scotch? What's your go-to? What do you uh, always when, you, when always, you're going to the pub? Okay. Uh, Isla whiskeys. Isla whiskeys. Yeah, okay. style, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then what about money is no object? Someone's, you know, you're in with the, uh, I was going to say queen, but I can't, yeah, it's not, you can't do that anymore. No. Um, maybe that's why we were banned on TikTok. <laughs> a, bit, a bit late um, for the queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go in and the king's there or a prince <laughs> or someone, he's like, I got you. What are you drinking? Okay, money no object. Money no object. Okay, but more distillery produced uh, a, a very limited run recently, fifty thousand pounds. I don't know what that is. Sixty thousand dollars a bottle. Yeah, that sounds about right. So wow, I would give that a go, as long <laughs> as somebody else was paying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, from Aston Martin. They they did something with Aston Martin. That's right. Yeah, nineteen sixty five yeah. single malt. Yeah, yeah, fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars as well, was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, fifty thousand pounds. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot for a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It, one went up for auction uh, fairly recently, and it went for eighty thousand. Wow. 
Sorry, I don't have that here. Good investment. <laughs> you have oh, no, I apologize. Uh, next time, uh, next time. Okay. But and is that a scotch or is that just a whiskey? That's that's scotch. scotch. It is a scotch. Okay. Malt, single scotch. malt, single malt. Okay, okay. Now, as far as going across the pond, do you see the secondary market for like bourbon like, for like bourbon or yes. scotch, like we do here? So if you you could pay MSRP for something, but most of the time you're you're going to end up paying the secondary market for a bottle of something nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, do you see a lot of that over in the UK? Yeah, bourbons over in the UK are more expensive. Are they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do do people drink bourbons over there pretty regularly? Uh, I don't know many people who do. I don't know many people who drink Scotch either. So, yeah, oh. well, we don't drink tea anymore over here because <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> taxed all our tea. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just get that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm real American, you know. <laughs> but that that is. Something I don't know that... anybody who did that either. So. <laughs> That is something that we typically do. So you could go and see that, you know, they're selling it from the retail store for maybe $200, but you're not going to be able to buy it secondary for less than $2,000 uh, just because there's so limited quanti- quality. Yeah. Quantity, quality is great. Quantity that, you know, you have to pay up for it. Can you so. guys get like Jack Daniels over there? Yeah. Yeah. Jack oh, really? Daniels is available in pretty much every supermarket. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There are plenty of bourbons that are, you know, uh, um, but we're going to pay more than you pay, and sure. it, almost all almost all whiskies that are not kind of the run of the mill. Once it's single cask, particularly, okay. you might buy a single cask bottle for say uh, maybe a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. months later, they're up for auction, and they're going to go for four hundred dollars. Oh wow! And, and it happens all the time. So like a single barrel. <clears throat> single what about like a, um, people get limited in terms of the number they can buy? What about like a, a Macallan eighteen? Yeah, that's it's, it's getting up. It's, yeah, the price yeah, we, is going up. we pay. But, I pay three seventy, three hundred and seventy dollars for a bottle. Okay. For, but that's MSRP, right? Yeah. For oh well, bottle. but you can get it from the store. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You go up, for, up to eighteen years, you're okay. Anything over Anything eighteen over, years for yeah. any of the distilleries, twenty one and upwards is you start to pay money. <laughs> Same here. That's because it's the good stuff. It is the good sure. stuff. So Dave is not going to toot his own horn, but yeah, he's got a little collection, a pretty good collection. He <laughs> oh, really? uh, tends to dabble in the the whiskey market. Ooh. Oh, very a nice. A little. Nice. Just a little. Okay, yes. well. <laughs> but I've got about, I don't know. I'm, if my wife's listening, there's only six bottles at home. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. It's about 110 Bottles, well, that's I impressive. Think, of all different whiskeys, scotches, yeah, Irish so whiskey. There's the stuff in the kitchen on the kind of in the whiskey, which everybody sees. Yeah. And then there's a there's the special there, cabinet, there's a cabinet with the lock in the study, <laughs> which nobody gets to see. Back in the library. That's that's all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so uh, yeah, I just buy stuff and hang on to it for a bit, see what happens. Yeah, sometimes you, you know. sometimes you hit a winner and sometimes you don't. You know, if you don't. You're a winner anyway, because you just drink it. Yeah, exactly. It's even better sometimes. So it's a (laughs) win-win. Have you heard of Jefferson's before? No. No, No. I have not. Yeah, so Jefferson's, it was founded in 1997. Um, It's the brainchild of uh, Trey and his father, Chet, a famed bourbon historian. They were continuing a family whiskey tradition that goes back to Trey's eighth-generation grandmother, who was arrested in 1799 for the production and sales (laughs) of liquor. Um, They do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, this that we're drinking tonight is the Ocean Voyage. So they have like an oceanic company, um, a nonprofit dedicated to the study of tracking keystone marine species. 
Uh, so then they actually put these barrels on the bow, like inside the bow of the ship, and they run it around the world. So it's going up and down over the waves and everything, um, and it ages in the barrels while it's going in the ocean. So let's see here. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Different. I've, I've never heard of anyone They're the only company that. that's ever done that, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it does to it. Uh, the constant agitation and changing climate imparted a sweet, caramelized flavor reminiscent of dark rum. So what I was going to say before when you, sa- when you said, oh, you have it in the old-fashioned, but, you know, it always tastes the same. So what I was going to say, but I wanted to wait for the podcast, is it's much sweeter than typical. Really? For me, yes. And I don't know. It could be. So here's the thing. That's, it's, it's tough because you have someone making it every time and they can make it differently. They can add a little more of this, a little less of that, Correct, yeah. you know, so if there isn't enough bitters or there's too much, you know, vermouth or, or whatever, wait, am I thinking Manhattan yeah, or am I thinking, Manhattan, yeah. yeah, I'm thinking Manhattan. So it's just sugar, bitters. <laughs> but yeah, the sugar, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it doesn't or, take much to get a little Even extra. the orange. I mean, a, a larger slice <clears throat> of orange could have more sugar in it that kind of pushes that. But, that said, I do taste uh, a little sweeter on this one. Yeah. Um, I find when I first drank this, not reading what was written on here, I thought there was a little salty, like sodium flavor to it. Sodium. Well, <laughs> What did you just get finished doing when you tasted that? <laughs> Why is it silent? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know, but you gave him a list. When I said, <laughs> he said sodium. <laughs> <laughs> well, cut it cut out. On I, I guess I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't. We got I fucking hate all of you. I we got I, Mike Tyson on the mic over here. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. I, I guess we're gonna have some sodium with a whiskey. I I, I definitely can't fight the TikTok ban at this point. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Oh, it's absolutely valid. No, uh, that, it's funny you say that because I was gonna ask when you said that it was Ocean Voyage. Yep. Like you've got uh, you've got Jack Daniels, who's very much Lynchburg. They use water from Lynchburg. All your Kentucky bourbons use water from that from that area. It makes me wonder what they use as far as their water source goes. Well, they have the regular water source where they distill, which put, is where uh, in Kentucky. It is in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. But then they have um, then they just put them in the barrels on on the boat in the ocean, and you have all the saltiness going through the air. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I would think some of it would get in there. Oh, I would think so too. Have I mean, you tried it? Neat yet? I haven't tried it neat yeah, yet. Give it a no. sip. Yeah, I haven't neat. Well, wait, should we, should we try it then? Yeah, you guys can Let's all try, try it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, while the salty ocean air and sea spray gave the bourbon a savory, yes, briny character. Cheers. Of an Islay Scotch whiskey. Mike's not going to try it. Anton going to try it? That's okay. It? And does Anton drink? What do you Give think, Anton? He's, he's trying it. So there's different voyages, too. They're on voyage number 24. Oh, they go to different places? Yeah. I feel like the salt content isn't going to change, though. No, it's still out in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, the ocean's the ocean. So we can go, we can, like, look. We can, I don't know if you can I see can't this. Look. Well, oh. if you bring over to my camera, you can yeah. go, and you have all the different voyages. Okay. You want to hold it a little bit closer? Closer? Good. And, like, scroll go. up and see all the different voyages. Oh, so like so I you can, could buy like an older 
correct bottle that was on a different voyage or are they are like 25 ships always no, going no it's just different times yeah so different times but like okay. i just clicked on voyage 24 which is what this bourbon is yeah and i can um i can see where it like where it stopped like it's oh, root stop so like, how long are they on the ship for i don't know oh well good question that is a good question i'm glad i asked it okay so anton what do you think of the the bourbon so here. again i'm not an expert <clears throat> is this your first time ever drinking bourbon no okay uh, last time i was drinking whiskey was like two years ago with my friends so i was like the cheapest whiskey we could afford there you go <laughs> but what about bourbon so bourbon specifically uh someone's going to correct me on this but bourbon typically is from kentucky the kentucky area yep and what is that it there there was something else. oh no it's over 50 percent corn right yeah in the mash the okay. mash has to be over 50 percent corn which i'm sure they they tell you the mash bill on the plastic bottle that you were drinking out of but <laughs> <laughs> but typically like it's it's so let me come back let me see i'm trying to remember like i know this is funny because i knew nothing about this stuff a couple months ago and i just learned it off from this podcast so there's typically Barley, wheat, corn, rye, rye, right? Is not no, not in all of them. No, but those are the main ingredients. Are there different ingredients? Did I miss one? No, there's yeah, those are the main ones. Sometimes you'd have one and you don't have the other. Sometimes sometimes you, you might not have a rye correct. or something, and you might correct. have more of something else. Correct. But typically, those are the ingredients that they use to to make the drink, and each one has a different amount of each, uh, but. For bourbon, it has to be over half of it has to be corn, and then it's whatever else they want to put into it. So anyway, what what is your what is your thought? No, oh. <clears throat> it's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do I have to rate it too? No, not yet. No, we we'll can rate we'll it get if you to want, it. But yeah. Well, well, yeah. If you yeah, want to rate it, you can. It's really good. I mean, uh, it's warming me. From yeah. the inside, so that's great, especially for winter time. Oh yeah! So uh, I'm taking this with me. Home. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Anton has a little more experience, where his grandmother makes moonshine. Oh. oh yes. So what's the proof on this, Josh? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well then, uh, yeah, it's got a proof apparently. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's over like, eighty. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe he's going to check real quick. Someone's going to check real quick. Okay. Gil's going to grab Gil's it. Gonna he's closer take to Take a it. look here. We're what do you guys call moonshine here. over there, Anton? Because you don't call it moonshine. In Ukraine or Poland, because there are two different names. Oh, let's hear them both. Yeah. So in, in Ukraine, it would be uh, Samogonka. I'm not even going to try Samogonka. to say that. Samogonka. 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 In Polish, it's much easier. It's Bimber. Bieber, Bieber. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Bieber, like Justin Bean Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Yeah, you don't put, you don't use the accent, your English accent on air. It's er, like Bieber. 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 Much better. You still have a lot of work to do. So to answer the question from earlier, this is uh, a ninety proof, so forty-five percent. Yeah, forty-five. Uh, what do you guys make your moonshine out of? What are your ingredients? Like so, over here, it's just corn sugar, malted barley, usually down south, as that's what white lightning is. Uh, my grandma, she didn't tell me the recipe yet. Ooh, it's a secret. She's like, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it to you. I'm gonna give it to you later. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm not gonna take over the business. <laughs> so, uh, but, but you, I, do you have corn over there? Yes, but my grandma, she's, she's using uh, most of the people. Probably they're using potatoes. Potatoes, so like Sugar. more of like a vodka then. Does yeah. it make your nose hairs curl when you drink it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like uh, she no does matter. She, does yeah. she do it like right on the stove top? Yes, that's cool. But she's she has to yeah. She has the, like really old equipment to do that. Yeah, but that's awesome. That it makes just, it taste so much better. That's that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you age moonshine or no, no. or Bieber? No, you don't. <laughs> it just no. comes out clear. Just comes out Bieber. clear. Bean burr. Bean burr. Perfect. Bean burr. Not, bean burr. You see, not the er, not bean burr. Bean burr. Bean burr. Yeah, <coughs> I'm never going to get it. That's the accent. So. <laughs> the Polish language is so hard. Bean burr. I think I got it. Says, says me. Says you. <laughs> David, have you ever had pachin? Yeah. What do you, what'd you think pachin? of pachin? Uh, it, it's good for stripping the throat. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. They'll yeah. put hair on your chest uh, right away. Hair, yeah, for anybody, male or female. Um, yeah. I can vouch <laughs> nice. for his grandmother's. Uh, really? It You've is, had it? it? Yes. Well, oh, when you went over there. Yeah. Was it, it was that good? It is extraordinary stuff. Mm. I don't, and you I'm didn't not, bring any back? <clears throat> no, of course not. It would be, would be <laughs> illegal last. to do oh, that. Of course, yeah, because that would be illegal. <laughs> Um, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> so, so even though I don't drink, my wife really enjoyed it as well. So she was over she there. She shared it with no one. <laughs> she was over there then. So it yeah, didn't she come must back. have been over there. I don't know what you're talking about. So did it taste more like a vodka than it did like a whiskey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's made a, with it's potatoes. A, it's a vodka. Yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, it, vodka doesn't kind of do much for me at all. Um, do they this stuff really do? Yeah, I wonder if they put other flavor. ingredients other than just potatoes, just potato sugar, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I suspect it's just the, the skill of the the, the, the job she does. Hmm. She's done it for a very long time, and I suspect it goes back generations. True, um, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So is it is that just kind of like a friends and family type thing, or does she sell it, or uh, it's kind of friends and family. Okay. It's, uh, she doesn't bottle it and, and put it in the grocery store, or uh, no, no. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's it's a privilege to try it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And David, thanks for all the good words. Uh, he knows my grandma is watching. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, she can watch it on on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook, and she can listen to it on Spotify and Apple Music. Lost my lighter. I was I was plugging the show on the show, which I like to do. Oh, hold on, There's two guys trying to throw me their lighters. Okay. I always lose my lighter every week because um, I get up and down. I'm always moving around. And you got to talk, so it's hard to like keep the <clears throat> keep the thing lit while you're talking. So. My problem. All right. So do we want to talk about this thing? Yeah. It's it's a bourbon for it sure. Is a bourbon. You guys get any flavors out of it? Um, not so much out of the nose that it doesn't really smell any different than other bourbons to me, but I don't know. Uh, Gil is the expert here. I don't know. After our, the last person we had on this, I kind of took a step back from <laughs> yeah. expert on, <laughs> on bourbons here. Uh, no, but the nose, yeah, I don't get a whole lot of difference in the nose either. Um, yeah, I definitely will say that I take a lot of that salt you were talking about, salt and spice, yeah, which is more indicative of a rum. 
Yep. Um, do you get some of that like ooh. saltiness like right when you first? Yep. Like on I the, do. Yes. I, I do thought, get a I little saltiness. So and, and I didn't want to say that because like, oh, it's an ocean. I'm going to taste salt. No, but you actually but you taste do. salt. I get it. Yeah. It and stays in my cheek and it stays in the, the run as it, the finish as it goes into my chest. I can still feel that, that salty. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know how else to explain it other than that. Saltiness. Yeah. Yeah. No. And to be perfectly honest, like it has that, um, oh, I can't think of the word. Uh, yeah, no, just kidding. Saltiness, yeah. So on the but nose, the, they say oaky, caramel, leathery, dried fruit, bananas, foster, vanilla, baking spice, and a touch of, touch of biscuity? Biscuity? Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Interesting. I, I get leather in a lot of bourbons. Yeah. yeah. I get it more pronounced than this. Normally, I'm, one of my like, catchphrases is, you know, caramel. Because yeah. it's it's a bourbon, so it's going to have caramel in it. Oh, yeah. This doesn't have that as much as normal. So palate, yeah. they say oaky, caramel, baking spice, bananas foster, vanilla, baking spice again, biscuity. Sp- it's spicy. It definitely is spicy. Um, Finishes medium, banana, oak, caramel, and nutty. There's a lot of banana references <laughs> yet. I'm not feeling a lot of banana in it, to be perfectly honest. What is but- bananas foster? It's, it's a dessert, uh, right? It's a dessert, and it's like kind of charcoal bananas. Not charcoal, but charred bananas, I think. Oh, like they do? In the, like, a, like a cream-type dish thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, typically I think that's what they're going for is kind of that burnt banana, which I'm not really – I love bananas, and I'm not getting that off of this, but the spice for sure. It, it almost makes me think – I was actually surprised. When you said it was 90 proof, I thought it was higher because – I, I think, think that's the salt. The spice or the salt, yeah. I do get because a lot. This, like, I do get the baking spices. The salt stays mm. in my... The nutmeg. Stays in, in my meg. cheek. Hmm. Interesting. Almost like a, a scotch does. Yep. We're terrible at this. We are so bad. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. Like, we are like the every man's kind of... Drinker. Drinker, smoker, yeah, all around. Like we are not experts. We are not going to tell you anything. If you're a you... new bourbon drinker, I would not start with this. No, no, I think this is too too strong. Yeah, it really, and too much going on. Again, surprisingly, for being ninety proof, I, I would have thought. What's your problem, Gil? I don't think it's that harsh. Like usually, when I when I think of like a. Something I would tell them to somebody not start with, it would be something that would like really burn the no, back no, of the throat. Not that it doesn't it's harsh. Burn. I'm it's, just saying there's too much going it's on. It's complex. But it's smooth, though. It is. It is smooth. So when you get somebody who's first drinking bourbon, I'd rather start them with something smooth that they can, you know, sip on and not be like, oh my God, my chest is on fire. A lot of them start with like Basil Hayden or Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace Buffalo is a good Trace, one. Yeah. For a, Easy for, for to a drink. beginner. Yeah. But if you didn't want to be cliche, you could start with something like this. <laughs> no, I guess You so. could. You could. <clears throat> What do you think, Mike? I was just going to comment. Isn't it a uh, bad, bad mojo to have bananas on boats? It is. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I would have that in my ingredients. I'm just saying. Well, it's, well, it's, it's not, not in the ingredients. ingredients. It's just the flavor like, that you get yeah. from it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like wine where they say, oh, it's, you know, you have cherries. It's not like they actually put cherries in the wine, but you can taste it sort of if you imagine it in your head. <laughs> <laughs> I think the story's cool. It's but, not cheap though. I think it's like eighty dollars a bottle, seventy nine oh, ninety nine. Wow. That's yeah, that's pricey. Yeah. So I think for that, what do you sell it for? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to have to look at the menu. Yeah. 
that's a low a, price. That's a low price. No, well, we not this one. <laughs> not this one. Probably it's a high um, price. I don't know if I had to guess. Fourteen bucks. Okay. Thirteen fifty. Fourteen dollars. All right. So do we want to go through and rate this thing? Yeah, I'm going uh, seven point two. Ooh, seven point two. I think for the value, you're not really getting a lot out of the ocean cask thing. So I think it's smooth. Um, I like the complexity, actually. Uh, the saltiness is a little... Uh, I don't like it. It's not, different. It's, it's different. totally different. It's very different. So I'm going to get this. You're going you're gonna to think I'm using this as a specific rating for a reason, but I'm really not. But I'm going to rate this a 6.9. It's what it is. It's is what, what it is. is. It, it, that's what it is. Sometimes you just like six and nine. Nobody would have thought that you were referencing the six nine. For unless you, you were, fucking said it. Unless you were just like, oh yeah, you're gonna think this. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I actually kind of like the the way the burn stays with you a little longer than in the finish. Yeah, and the finish like it's in the chest. Anton referenced it. He said it, it makes him feel warm. Yeah. So that that warmness stays with you a little longer than some of the other stuff that I've drank. Um, I'm gonna go with a seven-seven. Oh, that's high. Mike didn't drink it, so we can skip right over to Anton. Yeah, uh, as we were talking about the warm, it's, it feels really nice, and uh, I think eight again. Eight. eight? So nice. All right. An optimist again, but as I said, I'm not an expert. So, but I if know. you could find this yeah. over in Poland, you would you would buy it? Oh yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. that says a lot. Well, yeah. I I also think that. There's something to be said about being warm over there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Any, almost... Anything that makes you warm, you're like, yeah, I want that. Come on. <laughs> oh, especially now, yeah. Well, especially, yeah. that what? being said, it was colder here in New Hampshire the other day. I think it was, what, two or three days ago? New Hampshire had the coldest spot in the United States, like in the history of coldness. Oh, up on Mount Washington? Up on Mount Washington. It was like negative 105 or 150 or something insane like that what's so. your what's your average temperature back home during the winter time well they probably winter use celsius time, yeah we use celsius so uh right now it's like minus minus five minus ten but like 15 years ago it was average was like minus 12, 20 minus 15 and that's celsius or that's celsius that's celsius yeah yeah so i i'm sorry i can't i can't do that no <laughs> you can google it if you want yeah to. But, well, uh, zero is it was zero cold. Is it was cold. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But he said what? Negative ten. Negative, negative twenty. Uh, right now, yeah. Negative ten. Negative fifteen is like hey, a lot these days. What's negative ten Celsius? It's gonna be like twelve, fourteen. Oh, it just showed me. Uh, fourteen. Yeah. Very good. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's nice. What do you think of this, David? What would you rate it? Uh. This is going to sound odd, I guess, but um, I, I, I thought it was really quite good. And I would have said like 6.5. Yep. Do you get any yeah. of that saltiness at all out of it? or Not a great deal. It's yeah. an interesting debate. We have it with Scotch whiskies, particularly the island whiskies, like Isla whiskies. Yep. Because a lot of them are actually in cask right next to the sea, literally next to the sea. And some of them are below sea level. Really? A year, yeah. For well, the, like in for caves? The duration. In, in, no, in, in the... In the, the, the dunnage and the warehouses, yep. um, uh, and, and some of them are right. So, for example, Beaumont, Lafroy, uh, Lagavulin, they're all uh, right on the water's edge. The, the okay. distiller is on the water's edge. 
I left work at Correct. two. I left work at two o'clock in the morning. Driving home, my truck said it was negative eighteen out, which is negative twenty seven Celsius. Yeah, it was oh, chilly. Really? Oh, minus twenty seven. We would like open. We would 10. open the door to my bar, and it was just like the heat coming out would immediately turn just to smoke. It was or fog. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It froze the lock on the front door. Oh, it froze the lock on the front door. Yep. Wow. Well, with the wind, it got down to negative forty five degrees Celsius. Wow, that's cold. Yes. So, it was very cold. Colder than a witch's tit. Ah, uh, now you're going to get us banned from I all the rest of these. I can't say witch's tit? I don't think so. Colder than a well digger's ass? Does that work? Yeah. Okay, now, we, now you're just trying to get us banned. <laughs> <laughs> Cold, so, colder than a brass toilet seat in Alaska? Uh, that, I think, is okay. Uh, Could you imagine know. trying to peel your ass off that? That's what I said. Me and Dan were talking about it the other day, because how cold it was. And I was like, I can't. I mean, can you imagine getting stuck to that and being like, hey. It'd be like the whole, like, put your tongue on a pole. Yeah. Just yeah. instead ripping your skin off your ass. Oh. No, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> uh, so this is off, off topic. Just keep conversation flowing while, wait, while we're waiting for this uh, mystery alcohol. Absolutely. Is she, like, making something? I don't know. Don't look up there. Anyway. I'm, not, I'm just deep conversation up there. Uh, She's gone to the kitchen for that vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know, right? <laughs> What is a, what's like your, like your common food that you eat over there? Like I eat steak or, uh, like a cheeseburger on the regular basis. What's like your most common meal? Pizza for us. All right. So, uh, I can answer for, for both Poland and Ukraine. Uh, which one do you want? Either. Either. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna, I'm assuming a fish. So I live in Poland. So, um, like every day it's, uh, most famous food is Mashed potatoes. Oh. Every every meal has made really? mashed potatoes. Yeah, wow. I like mashed some potatoes. kind of salad, and then you guys have a lot of beef. We have pork. Oh, so okay. beef is like uh, special occasions. And okay. pork is like every day. Uh, Sundays, uh, most of the family Sunday they have a like tradition. They do uh, noodle soup. I don't know how to call it. It's like noodles and chicken and uh, like and a chicken vegetables. noodle soup. Now Poland is. Is the home of, of borscht, isn't it? No, it's Ukraine. Ukraine is borscht? borscht? Is Ukraine, yeah. Okay. Uh, Poland has a lot of borscht too, but uh, Ukraine is like, it's more famous in Ukraine. Now, what's your favorite food? Do you, do you like? In Poland? Yeah. I don't know. I, as I said so many times before, I'm not a fussy person. I would eat anything. Food is food for me. So I'm the worst person to ask this question. <laughs> but uh, the most favorite is, I don't know, some fast food pro, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of McDonald's? What, what do you guys have for fast food over there? Over there? In yeah. Poland? McDonald's, KFC. Okay. Uh, Taco Bell? We have a lot of kebabs. We don't have Taco Bell. No. As okay. far as I'm uh, concerned, we have a lot of kebabs. You guys don't have any. No, no. Kebabs. We have None. like four kebab shops, uh, kebab, kebab places. You want like to open one over here? Next to each other. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. It's, oh, uh, come on, man. Meat on a stick, right? What, do, you like, do you like cheeseburgers? Oh, yeah, I love it. Okay, so before you leave here, you have to get Mike to take you to Five Guys if you uh, haven't already gone. Oh, <laughs> Five uh, Guys is good. Uh, Greasy, though. So th this whole trip that we've been on, uh, he's insulted our American cheeseburgers, oh, yeah. and he only had the best one today that he's had so far at Fritz. Oh, Fritz oh, is good. Hey, Local. I have a, I have a excuse for that. They are really small here. Okay, so like go uh, to Five Guys. 
So I can attest to that. But there was only one place that I could get when I was over in Poland that I could get a burger. Like, because I was craving beef while I was over there. I was like, where, where, where can I go get a good steak? Where can I get a, a cheeseburger? And he sent me to this place called Fregoli's, right? Fregoli's. Fregoli's. Yeah. And uh, they serve American food. Mm -hmm. uh, this is in Helm. And uh, the burger was enormous. It was like, like think, a of a, think, think of like a... Um, I guess a place that you could probably find it is um, Fuddruckers. Yeah. You know, they have the big, big Giant, burgers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was impressed at the size of the burger. I'm like, this is not an American burger, uh, first off. Because <laughs> um, usually it comes with, like, French fries and everything else that, that goes along with um, when you order a burger. Like, either chips or, mm -hmm. or French fries. Um, but they put just about everything on the burger as well. Um, so it's not just the, the regular burger. It's like everything on top of it as well. So half of the salad is on there. Gotcha. Oh, wow. That's why it's good. Which one do you like more? Uh, I'm an American burger guy. I don't, I, I, I'm not a huge additive or a huge, uh, as they would say, sauce person. Uh, I don't like the condiments. You know, I'm not a big ketchup uh yeah. Pretty much mustard, pickles, cheese is good with me for a burger. What, what's your food, David? What, oh. Like, I'm going to guess. Oh. Spotted dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be... Does anyone know be, what a spotted dick is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be like top on the thing, right? No. You I think, I, I think I've seen one before. Josh knows what that is. <laughs> That's the funniest part. <laughs> It's like a bread, isn't it, or something? It's like a that? pudding. A pudding. It's a, it's pudding, a pudding yeah. made with bread, yeah. Yes. Uh, and and uh, dried it, fruit. No, I wasn't being a dick. Fruit. I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> he was a spotted dick. Yeah, no, you were being a spotted dick. <laughs> uh, bangers and mash. Favorite food? No, seafood. I like seafood. bangers and mash. Bangers and mash, not bad. You guys do like fish and chips over there. Uh, other seafood. Yeah, other seafood is. is yeah. Is, you're asking what's the my favorite. And, fish and chips is like a like a a fry or a, not a. It's battered, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, which is... Were you the idiot Were you the idiot I went with that we tried to order fish and chips and you didn't know what chips were? You're like, I thought it was going to come with chips. I wanted chips. Yeah, and it came with french fries. It came with french fries. Like, I'm not the idiot. I know what <laughs> chips are when it comes to that kind of food. I just, I wanted actual chips. No, fish chips. and chips is actually fries. No, I know yeah. that, but I wanted, fuck, I wanted fuck chips. Potatoes, you were being an idiot. So how do you how do you how do you order chips? So like you, gotta, you want chips. They're crisps. They're crisps. Oh, they're crisps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I learned that this week. Did you? Interesting. Now, when you guys do fish and chips, is it is it haddock? Is that what you usually do? Traditionally, it's cod. Cod. Uh, cod is getting more and more expensive. Did and, they did they originally do it with bluefish, like the little sharks? No. No. I thought I heard that at one point. I feel cod yeah. is a, a pretty bland fish. But then, you know, fish and chips has, has always yeah, been yeah, a, it's a kind a of, you know, it's just a working kind of thing, class. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's not anymore. It's, you go to London <laughs> and order fish and chips and you need a second mortgage. Really? Well, don't, don't try to order eggs over here because, yeah, that, <laughs> egg that shit got expensive. That's only going to last so much longer, though. I hope so. Yeah, a bunch of chickens died, I guess. And so eggs went from, you could get a dozen eggs for 99 cents. And now if you can get out for like six bucks, you're lucky. So, yeah. That was, that was like when I lived in Hawaii. We were, it was $8 a fur carton of eggs, uh, $7 for a gallon of milk. Your beef yeah. was double the price. And but everything's for, for imported. Pound. 
So right. that makes sense. Like here, we have chickens. Like everybody I know has chickens. <laughs> have you guys right. tried this yet or smelled it? The mystery alcohol? So I smelled it and I didn't know what to think. I was like, oh, okay. I think I know what this is. And then I tasted it and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. I'm getting a lot of honey. A lot of honey. Oh, is this Jack honey? This is Jack honey. That's my guess, Jack honey. Thicker. I don't think honey. I don't get a lot of honey out of it. Spicy. Thicker. I get honey in the palate, but it's not Jack honey as far as the drink goes. No, Jack honey is like super syrupy and very honey. It is a lot of syrup. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of honey out of this now that you say that. That has a weird flavor, though. It does have a weird flavor. It's super smooth. Super smooth. I don't have any other well (laughs) whiskeys, so it can't be that again. Mm Mm-mm. Like, it doesn't even taste... It's not strong at all. What could it be? There's just a lot of spice in that. There's a lot of spice, yeah. Like, a lot. Yeah. It doesn't last very long, though. No, it doesn't last long at all. It gets on your your lips and then on your... Mm. It's good. And then it's gone. Yeah. Like I said, very very smooth. (laughs) No, no, no. What goes next to the Basil Hayden? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did she not put it back? No, she's pouring something for somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what this is. It's bourbon. You think? I'm definitely in the whiskey section for this, for sure. But which kind of whiskey? I don't have a clue. I don't know. I'm going to say it's a Woodford, but no, it's not strong enough to be a Woodford. Woodford's not strong like You don't this. think it would be the... I mean, we did Penelope, or Penelope. Penelope's. Oh, Penelope's. <laughs> Could be, be a toasted. Penelope. Penelope toasted. I don't remember Possibly. it being like this, though. I mean, it could have. That's a good one, Josh. I like that. Or rye. Rye would be super spicy like this. So the way that we do this is... Jack rye. Because the three of us kind of know pretty much what he's got on there, we try to guess the exact bottle that she poured. But for the guests... We just want to get an idea. What do you think it is? You think it's a whiskey? You think it's a bourbon? It's a bourbon you think it's bourbon? I would think it's a bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad he answered first. I'm gonna go with bourbon too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good not, answer. It's, it's very thoughtful. Vodka. Yeah. I, I think you really thought going, that out. I'm going Jack Daniel's rye. Really? Yep. I don't. I don't know. I like this because I feel like it's very smooth, and I do get the hints of honey. All right. You said penelope toasted. I'm going to go with a Woodford, even though I don't think it is. But that's where I'm going to go. Woodford. All right, yeah. let's call her. Have her bring the bottle over. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hi, Michaela. Can you bring the bottle over to us? Yes. Thank you. If this is Diplomatico, I'm going to be so mad. It's not di- <laughs> that's a rum, man. I know. That's a rum. I know. I know. Diplomatico. Oh, oh wait, 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 why is there two, two bottles? Things? Why do we have Did two you bottles? mix them? Oh. Oh, oh. wow. Okay, so who got what? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? So there are two different Try mine. Oh my god. Obviously, I think we have the same thing. Which probably is the. 
If you went with a Jack Rye, you probably got the Gentleman Jack. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I feel like these are the same. Really? Yeah, these are the same. Are they both bourbon? Yes. So, yes. so we won anyway, right? So you won. won. You guys are the best. You guys you know got it. know what the fuck it. you're talking about. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. What did you think? Same thing, right? You can leave it over there. We don't know. No, that was different than what I had. Was it? Was yours smoother? Mine was, I think mine's smoother. Here, try it. I got some left. That one you have stays in the nose, which makes me think Jack. Oh, maybe. I feel like Mike is missing the best part of this podcast. (laughs) I'm the monkey in the middle. Yeah. No, that's that's okay. That's definitely way different than what I had. Way different, yeah. One of us has got to drive home tonight. (laughs) Have have Josh try that. Here. Where's your glass here? I'll hook you up. How do I get rid of the... Something keeps beeping in the background of my phone. So, yeah, something keeps beeping. I, I think it was my. Too. I think I had Pandora open. <laughs> uh, Becca's gonna see me laugh at this. What? Just yeah. read it and don't say anything. Well, can you can you show the camera? No, or no? I can't. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Just read the last message. Oh my fucking god. So I'm going to say I got probably got the George Dickel because this doesn't have any of that honey smell to it. Sweetness. Uh, sorry. Oh, good times. This is the Gentleman Jack. That's the Dickel. Yeah. The Dickel's going to be spicier, dickle, right? right? It, it is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose it. No, it's the, so it's the George, it's the bonded. Right. So this is going to be 100 proof. Right. Um, I don't know what the Gentleman Jack is. What's it, what's I had the Gentleman one? Jack for sure. Yeah. I definitely did. What's Gentleman Jack? I had the Dickel. You had the Dickel? The Spotted Dickel? Yeah. I can't read that. There's not much spotting oh, in there. What does that, that say? It's mostly dick. <laughs> no spot, just my, dick. My apologies. My apologies so, uh, to the Gentleman Jack is, at, is uh, 80 proof, so 40%. Yeah. So, this, the other Dickel is 20, 20 proof more. Oh, that's why yeah, it's so much that's why it's more, more spicy. All right, well, yeah. we sucked at that. Well, did we? I don't know. No, I don't think because so. Because who did and who didn't? Yeah, no idea. Speaking of sucking at things. <laughs> what? Let me see that. We'll never getting back on them. Um... Anyway, I think we have a podcast here <laughs> that we we're doing. <laughs> well, that's pretty much all we had. That's like our normal podcast. But yeah, um, tonight we're going to go a little bit go ahead because and... uh, we do have these guests here who are our one of them is very special to me. My buddy Mike, um, very good friend of mine, decided to take personal time out of his life and his job and go overseas to Poland. And uh, he helped transport families um, to different parts of Poland when they were coming over from Ukraine during the war. Um, and during that time, he met Anton, who was his right-hand man, his Robin to Mike's Batman. Oh, I like, right? the, like yep. the reference. Batman and Robin over there. And um, unfortunately, I do not know the exact story and how he met David. I think um, we can get into that. But I'm, I'm just going to hand the mic over to Mike. Well, Mike over to Mike. Wow. <laughs> that fucked with my brain. It I'm going to hand right? it over to Mike and Mike let him talk about everything. 
So here you go, Mike. It's all you, you know. Tell Thanks, us, Josh. Tell us Thanks a for having bit us on it. tonight. Yeah, um, yeah uh, it was, uh, you know, uh, I made a personal decision to, I just knew something needed to be done. Uh, I didn't know how to help. I called a bunch of uh, places, but it was still um, pretty new in the situation with the war in Ukraine when uh, Russia inv invaded. Um wasn't sure how I could help, but I know I needed to help and uh, decided to take personal time and uh, travel over to Poland um, and see what I could do to help. Uh, ended up in uh, Dorohusk and um, I met Anton, who was working uh, as a volunteer and then was later uh, employed by the uh, Polish government uh, oh, to nice. be a translator. He speaks uh, four different languages, um, Russian, Ukrainian, English and Polish. So um, I was so happy to meet a, uh, um, an English-speaking person <laughs> that could help me through because uh, when the first day I was there, my rental car got a flat, and I paid for the AAA, but guess what? Poland doesn't have AAA, so don't pay for it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's nice. So that was my uh, first day. Uh, so I, uh, I was trying to use Google Translate. Actually, it was an app. It, was, it wasn't actually Google's Translate. It was a... It was a like um, one of the apps you download. And then I found Google Translate, which was way better way than better. this app. Oh my God. That's the best w thing. Best thing, especially yeah. if you're traveling. And oh, I do it in conference calls. I'll be on a conference call and I'll, they'll be speaking Spanish because I do a lot of stuff with uh, South America. And so I'll just turn on Google Translate and put it up to the computer and it just translates it all for me. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it changed, ch changed the whole trip. But when I was trying to use this app, um, there was this lady riding a bike down the street. And I knew that this uh, border checkpoint, you know, I just drove straight to the border. Um, and uh, I knew this border checkpoint was there. But uh, I got this flat tire turning this corner trying to miss this, uh, uh, well, you don't really call them semis there, but they're uh, like a, a, a larger truck anyways. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, well, I got a story for that as well. Um, but uh, I, I missed the truck and then hit, uh, went off the side of the road, popped the tire. Um, obviously, I know how to change a tire. So I go in the back, get the tire iron out, pump it up. But the tire would not come off. And it's different. Over there, they have, um, uh, we, we have the lug nuts with the... Um, uh, the stems that stay on the yeah. other way over there is they they have the lug nuts with the stem on it right oh, so okay. i pulled them all out and it and and it was the brakes had um like congealed the <laughs> the centerpiece to this so i'm i'm wailing on it but again it's a car jack so it's not a uh a very easy uh uh you don't want to hit it too hard right yeah. So I, I you try using like your body weight. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. kicking it, you know. Yeah. But I don't want to kick it too hard because then I don't want it to fall off the sure. jack and then the tire fall there. off. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so there's these two ladies across the street. Anyways, uh, long story short, we ended up flagging down these officers. Polizia. Uh, uh, Polizia. Polizia. And uh, they, uh, one of the girls spoke a little bit of English. Uh, the, the lady that was there, she spoke a little bit of English. Um, and I, the same um, like shop that was right around the corner that I tried calling, I, I called and said, do you speak any English? He goes, no. <laughs> and he hangs up. He said, you know how to say no, no. but he hangs up on me. Uh, later on, I did meet the guy and used Google Translate and we became really good friends because uh, it wasn't the only flat tire I got during that trip. 
Uh, it was just Jinx car, but. Uh, Anyways, I make it around the corner. Nothing uh, to do with your driving. 100% the car. Nothing to do with, I mean, well, it has to do with the roads over there <laughs> and the terrible tires that the rental company gave me, okay. uh, which is a whole other story uh, that got towed away because Policia, again, uh, said you cannot drive this. So, uh, And they, get, they, get, they brought me a better car. Anyways. Well, that's good. Uh, but that's later in the trip. So uh, I met. But the driving hasn't improved. No, well, they just drove with me down to Florida. <laughs> no, so uh, yeah. so that's why, why we can Stella. say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I met Anton. Um, while I was there, I met David. Um, uh, and uh, uh, with the same trip to Poland, this first trip to Poland. Um, and uh, me and David uh, took a family of eight to um, Poznan which is about an eight hour drive. So we changed it on and off and uh, we were able to unite half of this family that had already left. Uh, we arrived there two weeks after the war um, and at war started, uh, David was uh, kind of already in and out. I had seen him and met him, but then uh, his bus had broke down and we brought it to the same guy who changed our tires. Uh, oh, nice. um, and, uh, um, he hooked him up with new brakes, and on that trip, he didn't have anything to do, and he just didn't want to sit around in uh, Poland and not do anything. So he went with me and my buddy Calvin, and uh, we all took turns and drove our uh, two rental cars to uh, Poznan to bring this family or unite this family that had already gone there a, a week after the war started. So, um, so that's how I met uh, Anton and David. Um, and David, did you have to take time off from work or you retired or I, I don't know much about you. I can't tell how old you are. You guys have good genes. <laughs> I'm 25. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Smoked way right. too many cigarettes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Too much bourbon. hard life. <laughs> too uh, much scotch. I'm retired. I oh, retired, uh, two, three years ago. And, uh, uh, so when the war started, oh, like like Mike, like so many millions of other people, we were watching this kind of stuff unfold on, on the television. And my wife said, what can we do? And I said, give money. Uh, and she said, my, my, my wife is a school principal. And she said, we've got a minibus. I said, oh, great. So you donate the minibus. I get to do the driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was pretty much it. So yeah. uh, yeah. I used the school minibus. We filled it with aid. Uh, given to us by uh, uh, a, w a woman who lived locally who was, who was collecting aid and she has done a remarkable job. Hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of aid she's collected. So we filled the minibus, went out to Poland, I dropped it off uh, at a school that had taken uh, several Ukrainian children and, and then I headed off to the border and my story kind of picks up where, where Mike's does. You, you know, we I just offered to drive people to where they needed to go um, and then later on uh, I worked with a group of Canadians Canadian doctors who were in Ukraine and I drove them around in, in and out of Ukraine and then from there started delivering aid directly in Ukraine how long have you how much time have you spent in Poland in Ukraine or how how much time have you spent away from home I don't I've not added up my wife said uh, last time I was back home <laughs> Uh, before we came out here, she said it, she'd added it up and it was nearly six months of the last year. Oh, oh wow. Wow, that's impressive. I've not added it up. I've no idea. Yeah. Slightly <laughs> off topic, you kind of disappointed when you, you full on said television. I thought you were going to say telly. telly. Yeah, I was waiting for that too. On the telly. On the telly. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so on the telly. <laughs> 
So well, my, uh, me and uh, David sing, uh, I always call him Governor. Hello, Governor. governor. Hello, Governor. Did you see my British phone booth? Door? I did. Did you yeah. like it? I did. Uh, oh, thank you. Anton, Anton came, came to the UK with me before we came yeah. to the States. And one of his uh, requests was, get me to a telephone box. Nice. <laughs> well, there you go. It was actually much funnier than that because uh, he was like thinking about places where he can take me and it was like the Tower of London, the Big Band, the old, you know, all the cool stuff. Yeah. And I was like, open top red bus and telephone box would be nice. <laughs> and we have, you, have you been outside of Ukraine or Poland before, or Poland before now to different countries? Uh, or is yeah. this the first time you've traveled? I've been to Ukraine and Germany. So, but that's it. You've never been to the UK or the United States. No, I've never been to. Uh, no, no. He's just, never been I mean, on an airplane before. This is your first, first airplane trip. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing. boring. <laughs> pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to Russia? Uh, no, I was particularly particularly close to Russia. I was at Crimea uh-huh. three times. Uh, when it was Ukrainian, it is still Ukrainian, in my you know. For me, it's still Ukrainian. It's always going to be Ukrainian territory. Sure. I was I was there uh, three times with my family, holidays. So uh, I've seen Russia from coast. When did you move out of the Ukraine? Uh, when I was three years old. So uh, I was born in Ukraine. I've never met my uh, biological father, who was Ukrainian. And uh, we were living with my mom and my grandparents till I got free. Then my mom met my dad. He's my step stepfather but yep. I don't like to call him that his, his dad for dad. me yep. yes so uh, then we moved to Poland to live in Poland and uh, I was I was going to school in Poland I you know most of my life I, I spent in Poland but I, I was I was I had so do you speak both languages yes fluently and Russian and Russian yes because it's uh, well, I mean, Russian's right there so yeah yeah I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people speaking Russian Almost every Ukrainian person speaks Russian. Yeah, that's uh, they're totally different languages. So you know, it's uh, a lot of people thinks they think that uh, they're like similar, but uh, they're not. They're, they're not, totally yeah. different. So Polish is more similar to Ukrainian than Russian. To oh, Ukrainian. Wow. So uh, they're totally different languages. Uh, the thing is, because of the Soviet Union, every Ukrainian, almost every Ukrainian person speaks Russian, but it doesn't work. Like both ways, like you, Russians, they don't speak Ukrainian at all, like okay. most of them. So, so Mike, you went over twice. The first time you went over, um, you just transported people from the Ukrainian border to different parts of Poland, and you met David that time, and Anton. Correct. Yep. You went over a second time. Did you meet up with these two gentlemen again? So uh, I, I, you know, it's. When you travel into a foreign country, you want to be familiar with and, and surround yourself with familiar people. Um, so when uh, uh, my buddy Calvin, who's a, uh, a sheriff in Mississippi, um, kind of a backstory on how uh, it became more of a reality. Um, so Master Farms instructor through SIG. Um, I met um, other instructors. Um, uh, another uh, instructor asked um, if if there were other people that wanted to train civilians on firearms handling because they don't, you know, they've never touched firearms. You know, it's not a, it's not like in America where you can own 50 of them and it's not weird <laughs> mm-hmm. or for some people. Um, 
it's not let's working. not get into that yeah yeah so anyways um so that was uh that was initially the plan to go help train civilians on how to use firearms first tour or second tour uh the first one yeah. um but uh the wife had other plans she said no you're not going into ukraine uh uh especially just two weeks out after it's starting um so we I decided uh, I would stay in Poland on the Poland side and help where I could and provide support for the instructors that were going into Ukraine. Yep. Um, And uh, uh, if they needed anything, they would call. We meet them at the border. It was an agreement with the wife. And I I couldn't be happier because I helped so many families. Um, Having a car over there is not uh, as common as the U.S. All the kids have cars, all the... All the parents have cars. They all have ten cars in the like driveway. A family here, right? might have one car. Exactly that they share. Um, not not all the case, but for the majority, most transportation is done through buses and um, through trains. Right. So uh, when when these people would come over, uh, if it was a large family or disabled person, or um, uh, we we would uh, they would ask us um, because we had a vehicle to use. At first, I hadn't planned on being a driver. You know, I didn't know what I was really going to, how it was going to help. I was thinking mopping floors, serving food, you know, whatever I could do to help. Mm-hmm. But uh, it ended up being the best help we could do was actually transport people to, there were so many people. I mean, 4.2 million people came over the Polish border. Wow. 4.7 million people came over the Polish border. <laughs> so to get them not only... Without, without vehicles. Without vehicles. On yeah. trains, buses, yeah, they walking just get, over they the border. They get dropped off. And yep. they, yeah. it process, um, you know, uh, <laughs> so welcoming. Come in, we'll help you. Um, and uh, so we were able to get them to different trains farther away that would have normally taken 13 hours. You know, and when you have three little kids and trying to occupy them for 13 hours just to get to the next train um, to go to Germany or to go to Italy or to go to Spain or wherever else that they they would uh, be going mm-hmm. um, it just made it a uh, a relaxing trip they you know uh, we were talking tonight uh, about the people that uh, we met and some of the young the the security that they felt enough to be able to fall asleep in the backseat like the relief you know getting over the border and being able to just relax and sleep you know, and this is a foreigner that doesn't speak their language that is driving them to, they don't know where, you know, yeah. they don't know what yeah. I'm saying or That's talking on the trust. phone, a lot of trust. So, um, it was just, it felt, it was an honor. So I felt like I did so much more being on this side of the border than I would have been on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but then and, the second time you did go over. Right. So the second time was a, was a different, um, we actually hooked up with a couple of different people and met a couple of different people while we were over there the first time. And one of them was a, a Canadian, we call him Canadian Joe. Um, he was bringing in um, aid, um, medical aid. And he had special requests from uh, Buckmoot um, Fire Station uh, for medical aid and for, I'm going to mess this name up, but it's Pushevel. Uh, um uh, <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I, uh, anyways, it was a it was another hospital um, that we stopped at and brought aid to, which was a um, uh, they had two hundred soldiers there that were being treated for shell shock. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when's the last time shell shock was a uh, um, was an issue? It was 
World War II, Vietnam, you know, we're talking 50 years. Um, and these guys were just super nice people, but zombies. They were just relieved to be away from that front and just the constant bombardment, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but I guess that's the Russian MO, you know, um, just nuke and pave um, and move in. But uh, not to get political with it. Uh, anyways, we... <laughs> that's okay. So the second trip, um, we, we had a mission to bring aid. Um, we were Did able you to meet get, either of these guys on the second trip? So when I knew I was asked to go on the second trip and bring the aid um, that was coming from um, uh, Canadian Joe from Canada through, yeah. uh, through customs, and then we, I was bringing it over on the, on the plane, um, I immediately thought of Anton. Uh, I called him right away. I said, hey, I'm coming on a second trip. Um, he actually, um, said, really, when are you coming? Um, he, uh, he ended up, um, uh, quitting his job just so he could help support this trip. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I was like, no, 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 don't quit your job. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, don't no, no, don't, don't quit your job. He's like, nah. and maybe he can say it in his words, but he was like, I'm just lazy and didn't want to worry. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> it's not really a job I like anyway. So, yeah. um, but he, he literally just dropped everything to help support this trip, you know, yep. get us a minibus, um, get us, uh, um, SIM cards, um, you know, like the full support of everything you would need it for logistics on the ground in Poland for when we land in Warsaw. Um, the second person I called was David. Um, uh, obviously me and Calvin were already talking about it, but I called David next and I said, David, you know, I'm going into Ukraine again. Uh, I'm wondering if you want to come with me. Um, cause I, we had, you know, had a good relationship on the first trip and really wanted to, uh, um, ha again, have a familiar face saying, you know, uh, been there, done that. So I, I called David and, uh, David was like, yeah, I'm in. When is it? Uh, you know, it was like uh, like one of those guys, like uh, you call in the middle of the night and you say, uh, you, hey, I've got a problem. Oh, kind of like when you doing. call me. Yeah, exactly. Kind of right? like when it's you like, call me. Yeah, I was like, Josh, we're going to need your backhoe. Uh, don't ask any questions. <laughs> yeah. And you say, which car are we driving, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, that, that kind of response. Yeah, uh, so awesome. it was amazing. You know, he, he was willing was, to. David, were you out. over there already or were you in the UK when Mike called you? Uh, I was back in the UK. I'd been back uh, for about six weeks. Uh, okay. Uh, because I'd been out there for previously with the Canadians, and, and it turned into a long stretch. I'd been out there continuously for about ten weeks at that point. So then I'd gone back, and my wife said, "You need a break." Yeah. She knows me well. And, uh, <laughs> I got back, and she said, "You need a break." So I had a break. So six weeks was enough. Then. And then he phoned me. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, uh, she's brilliant. She just said, okay, when are you going? Nice. Stay safe. Yeah. And was that your first time going to the front? Because you guys went to the front line that time, correct? Uh, yeah. That was uh, your first time for you going to the front line? That was at the front. I'd been in Ukraine uh, a lot by then, yeah. but, I don't, but not, not to the front. I'd been to hospitals mm -hmm. uh, because I was driving Canadian doctors. So it was all hospitals and clinics. So I'd seen a lot of soldiers, yeah, um, and I'd been to places that had been attacked several times, but not not while I was there. Yeah, we'd got air raid sirens go off on a fairly regular basis, and early on, you'd get a reaction. By the time I, the end, nobody, people just live their lives. But from to. what I understand, from what Mike was talking about with me, you guys this time were 
100 meters away from the front line, 200, 300 meters. Yeah, we've got video where you can hear the shells incoming and um, they're landing very close. Yeah, that's crazy. But you were delivering medical supplies at that point? So uh, it turned into something bigger. You know, you can only bring so much medical supplies um, through a plane. You know, uh, your bags can only be so big. Uh, we got as much as we could. Uh, we we also went to um, uh, like a local secondhand and bought a bunch of winter clothes. Uh, we bought a uh, whole van full of food and aid. Um, we bought um, chainsaws, which were much needed. Uh, they would send like a whole, um, and I, I was never, I never served, never had the honor, uh, but uh, a, um, what do you call it, a squad of, um, they would, the whole squad would have to stop and use handsaws um, to build um, uh, bunkers, you know, mm. so it would take them a whole day and they'd be doing it with handsaws. Um, when, uh, so we bought, um, uh, three so a squad of a squad of Ukrainian soldiers. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Or like yeah. maybe a platoon. You, you bought them, you bought yeah. them chainsaws. Yeah. So we bought not, not, we, we bought chainsaws for not only, um, the, uh, for, for one of the groups, uh, 110th, um, that we visited, but, um, for the, uh, Buckmoot fire station and, uh, the, uh, they, they, are taking down trees, clearing roads, um, like just like the Keen Fire Department, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they they needed the, that equipment. Uh, they gave us a list: shovels, hammers, tools, um, wow. as many as they could get. Um, so we filled up some carts of that. Uh, we went to the Costarama, which is like a Home Depot or Lowe's there, uh, which was interesting. My card got declined because they thought it was a scam. <laughs> Had to call them every purchase that I made over there. Every time it was you had to call. Yeah, it yeah. was. Thankfully, Anton had international calling because it costs a million bucks, you know, five dollars a minute to talk to the credit card company. Like, <laughs> can you verify who you are? Yeah, I just did this five minutes ago. Um, but anyways, uh, we we took a day and got all that prepared. And and again, with the help of Anton and and everybody getting together, obviously we wanted to get additional tools for breakdowns or. Um, you know, uh, cover back, you know, just simple things that you would, that you would normally have in your own vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, jacks, um, you know, anyways, uh, but those were supplies that were sent to us from, um, uh, Alter. I'm not going to say his name, right. Uh, from, uh, he's the deputy chief of the Buckmoo fire station. Um, super nice guy. Uh, he speaks English, which was awesome. Helpful. Yeah, Very definitely. helpful. <laughs> um, just amazing guy. Um, uh, I don't know if we can say this on air or not, but, uh, we got some, I don't know. Are you comfortable with sharing that, David? Uh, Phil. No, no. About, uh, about Alter and the situation. Uh, the Buckwoods five. Fire service, fire and rescue service uh, have left. Yeah. They were just evacuated. Uh, we found out yesterday um, that yeah. they're no longer going to provide fire services in Buckmoot because it's basically they're moving a, in. It's a wasteland. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've encircled it now. Um, so it's uh, um, to give you an idea of the situation when we were there, um, I mean, again, it was pretty much encircled, constant bombardment. Um, but they had uh, what? 32 guys um, on the fire fire department in the fire department, sleeping in one room 
And then all of the officers were up on the second floor. um, And uh, it was, um, you know, to leave your family, to give you a kind of a context, most most of the people that live in the Donbass region speak Russian because it's so close to Russian border. So it made it kind of hard. And, And what he explained to me, I said, well, why... Why don't you leave, you know, why don't you go with your family? You know, why don't you, you know, just asking the normal questions that you would ask. And uh, he explained that, you know, it's kind of, and maybe I took this on my own. um, I don't know, uh, my own knowledge, but he he explained it where they mostly speak Russian. So if he was to move somewhere closer or to the other side, they they would be more suspect. uh, not speaking as much Ukrainian, gotcha. um, so it it was kind of that. This is where this is my home. This is where I'm from. This is my fire department. Yep. You know that pride, um, and I'm here to help the people. Yep. You know this is what I signed up for. You know, and uh, all of the, all of the 32 other guys felt the same way. And uh, we've got pictures of um, the uh, um, you know flak jackets on on the. On, on the, uh, like I showed you the pictures, but um, you know, there's bullet holes in all the um, fire equipment. Um, there was a uh, huge crater from mortar right out front of it that blew out all the windows. Um, this oh, fire wow. station was really nice, but it's now all boarded up. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily this one was surrounded by like um, three 15 story buildings. Um, and this is only a two story fire station. So they had like a- Encompassed, it, yeah. It, 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 it was protected in a way um, so that I think that's the only reason why they stayed as long as they did. It was because they had these large buildings around it. Would you concur, David? Yeah. And as you said, they were incredibly courageous people yeah. they, you know, to stay in that situation. The second Being time there. you guys went over, did you ever like worry about your safety? Was there ever a point in time you're like, holy crap, I got to get out of here? So, uh, so we went with, a, uh, with another, um, so um, total crew. Right. Um, oh, it, can I have one question yes. before this? Were you full kit? Full kit. Okay. Yeah. Full kit, helmet, black, you know, um, full vest. Yep. 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 Uh, Everyone you know. that was with your group. Yes. No. Yeah. David said no. Well, there was one who didn't wear it. He had it, but he didn't he always didn't wear, wear it. it. Okay. <laughs> but yes, we All had right. It. So there was, sorry. So yeah. you, at this point, you, there was this one time you didn't feel safe. I'm going to say something. You know, it's funny is that we asked for pictures. I want to just take pictures with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what did they all do? They took their, all their kit off. So we're the only ones in kit yeah. and they have no, <laughs> no kit on. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're standing in front of these guys, full kit and they have no kit. They're in their t-shirts or their t-shirt <laughs> uniforms. So badass. yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, these kids don't Rambo. Have, yeah. Uh, where are you here? That's you know, crazy. and they're, they're kind of, you just learn, you know, it's like, um, uh, I guess, uh, a good term would be uh, when in uh, when in Rome do what do what Romes do. So we were just watching them. You know, if they mm-hmm. if they felt or heard something, we were like, all right, time well, to go yeah, inside. Yeah, you know, if they felt like, scared or exactly. Yeah. We were just watching them. Um, you know, obviously, uh, answer your question. Of course, who wouldn't? But I think the the the, the for me, I knew that what we were doing. Um, outweighed the risk you know these people it was more important um for me anyways uh i think uh working with david uh i I was so thankful that he came with um because we we had three vehicles um we had a a lead vehicle and then two minibuses 
Um, so we were split up, but me and David decided because we had driven before and, uh, you know, Calvin wanted to be in the, uh, the go fast, uh, uh, green, green military vehicle. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he was a lead vehicle. Um, and, uh, uh, so we, we, we were always going, okay, when, when is it not, when, when does it outweigh that um, risk versus reward? And we constantly went back and forth on that. I don't know, yeah. maybe David wants to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the, the, you're not in use if you're dead. And, uh, Correct. The, the, we wanted to be able to go and help as much as we could and come back and do it again and again. Um, and, and so you, you have to kind of judge what you think is safe to do. Mm. Uh, it's easy, I think, to be gung-ho about it and you can end up dead very easily. Uh, we questioned a great deal the whole time we were there. Uh, but the closer we got to the front, the more you questioned and say, well, okay, how safe are we? Once we'd met the guys at the fire, the fire department, I, I think I certainly felt, and I, I'm pretty confident Mike felt, they were very good at judging the risk. The situation. Yes. Yeah. And there was one very bizarre moment when everything had been done uh, and Arta said, tea, anybody? <laughs> and so we all so, kind of said, yeah. Went in Rome. Come yeah. in, come went in. So we went inside, went upstairs, sat around in their uh, kind of uh, restroom and uh, that's the wrong phrase in America, isn't it? It wasn't the toilets. <laughs> it was uh, just a, a nice comfortable room. And uh, uh, he, he said, I'll go and get biscuits. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we, we drank tea and ate biscuits and chatted and While shared these missiles. And they kind of got. But, you know, it was at that. For that kind of 20 minutes, I didn't feel unsafe. It sounds crazy because it was just as unsafe as any other time. Yeah. Anything could have come in and landed right where it did. Which is a little bit of home. But it made just, you feel. It just kind of. It just seemed more important. And you guys were doing that for a lot of people. You were bringing that. You were bringing that home feeling to these people. Uh, to give you some perspective on that, just before I left the UK to come here, I was browsing through the newspaper. There was an article from UNHCR saying that uh, they'd managed to get uh, a couple of truckloads of aid to Bakhmut, and it was the first time since the start of the war. So that gives you some context for the way the world has viewed Bakhmut. Yeah. Because we were there, and the guy that we were with... Uh, uh, I call him English Tony because there are so many nationalities to deal with. Yep. Uh, he'd been there before. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, and I think the world needs to know that there are a lot of people who have helped in lots of places where sometimes the aid agencies don't get. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and no one's ever going to know that these people helped. No, unless they get killed. And then they're, yeah. then they're briefly it's on not the gonna, It's not going to make the, the national news that you yeah. guys helped no. this group of people. Uh, That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, sorry. So, you know, just uh, again, we stay up to date on it. And uh, there were two uh, American aid workers that were killed in Bucknell this week. Wow. So um, it's, it's getting pretty bad there. It is. You know, they've it's I don't know if they're pulling out strategically or if they're, you know, trying to um, uh in. I, I don't know, but there's been massive losses on the Russian sides there. Um, but uh, it's, uh, uh, I know that we helped the people that were there or that chose to stay that had that same feeling as Alter had about this is home. Mm -hmm. um, we're here to defend our home, you know, just like I would do in Keene. 
Like yeah. Keen is my home. I, I would help defend it. Yeah. Correct. yeah. Um, you know, help get my, I hope there's a foreigner out there that would say, Hey, um, take my wife, get her to a safe place. You know, uh, know that there was someone like me that could, that was be willing to do that. Um, the same way that I did that for someone else. Yeah. And, um, uh, I just think of it that way. And, and really, uh, um, it was a it's a great experience you know um it, it definitely took a lot of coordination you know it, it just didn't happen on our own we didn't do it on a whim we we had a lot of intelligence and people on the ground and and contacts that we had met over over a period of time so it wasn't just a um a willy-nilly you know so i guess there was some relief in that as well to kind of answer the question of you know hey this is a safe place this is a safe yeah. place um we, we, we know where we can go and we had contact. So uh, I wouldn't recommend just going there. Um, but if uh, anybody wanted to, uh, I could certainly hook them up with, uh, yeah. David is still going. Um, he's still collecting aid um, in U in the UK. Um, he's got a mini bus uh, dedicated to bringing aid to Ukraine. Um, and uh, you know, occasionally that mini bus breaks down and he needs help fixing it. <laughs> no, um, a lot of people have been uh, generous enough to um, donate the aid that he can bring over, but uh, um, I, I think uh, I can. David can speak for himself. But uh, if there are people that still want to help, you know, uh, I know it's last on the news, and especially with this um, uh, this terrible crisis in, in um, uh, with the with the. Uh, Turkey. In Turkey, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the, uh, with the, the earthquake. Or is yeah, that, yeah. 7.8 7. earthquake. So um, I know that there's going to be a lot of aid going there, but uh, there's a lot of people and family that are still being persecuted and uh, need that additional help. So I, I'm just uh, doing that plug for David. Thank uh, you. But, uh, well, yeah. Do you have anything else to add, David? Uh, very, very quickly, I would say the first thing that, that, that struck me is the number of people that we have moved and the number of people we've encountered who, for whom seeing uh, foreign people supporting there is very important. And what, what has been said to me more than once, and I'm on Facebook, Mike isn't, and I've had lots of the people who have trans we've transported and who we've taken aid to, they write and they almost invariably say the same thing, which is to know that there are people from outside helping makes mm -hmm. the world a difference. Uh, and the other thing I would say is a lot of people have asked me, why don't people just leave? Why don't they just flee those towns? And the answer is a lot of people can't. A lot of old people, a lot of people looking after disabled relatives, a lot of very poor people, they just can't. Not unless people like us go and get them. Correct. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important that people understand that. It, they're not staying there because they're stupid. They're staying there because they can't leave. Or... I've got a photograph, it's one of the most moving photographs I've ever taken, of a, a very elderly lady in one of the blocks of flats, and I managed to persuade her to wave at me. <laughs> She's very old, and I suspect if you were to say, come on, Gran, Babushka, why don't you leave? She would probably say, up yours, I've lived here for the last this is 90 my, years, this is, this is my, house. my home, and yeah. I'm not leaving. Well, and that's the thing here, too. I mean, you have to understand... Oh, there we go. <laughs> you have to understand that People can look on the outside in and say, oh, you're so stupid. Why don't you just leave? I guarantee you nine out of 10 people you tell to leave in America, they're not moving. They're not going to leave. They're not going to leave their home. They're going to, 
stay put and do whatever they're going to do. And they're going to live their life and they're going to figure it out and they're going to get through it somewhere or another, or they're going to die, whatever, it, whatever it is. But it, it's a lot easier to say, Oh, just leave and go start up somewhere else. Like, do you know how difficult that is just to pick up and start up somewhere else? E- even in this country where you have a lot of means and you can, you, you have the money to be able to transport yourself somewhere and go and you, you know what, you're going to buy a new house. You're going to start a new life. You're going to meet new people. You're going to do all these things. It's a lot to do. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot. Of, uh, and, and I can't imagine for people that don't have the means that don't have that kind of money or, or access or, or anything else. So, um, so I, I definitely don't think that that's a thing. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And what we've learned is so many of the people that we transported have gone back to Ukraine. Really? Yes. Yeah. Because wow. they can't cope in the same way. Let me just turn the situation around. You flee from here and you go to a country with a different language and a different alphabet. Yeah. Now what do I do? Now what do I do? Now what are you going to do? No, I'm yeah. going to... I'm going to pick up and go back. Oh, yeah, and a lot of people do. Can I just but, pick up on the plug that Mike said? Because uh, if, if I don't, then it won't get said. We, we, <laughs> we try to raise money all the time because it costs a great deal to get out to Ukraine and back and to keep the minibus running uh, and to fill it with aid. And if anybody wants to donate anything, uh, we've got a GoFundMe page. It's called David's Drive. Blame my daughter. I have no idea about so social David's, media. David's Drive David's on GoFundMe. Drive for Ukraine on GoFundMe. David's Drive for Ukraine. We'll make sure we uh, we post yeah, we'll that plug link that for sure. We'll post that link on Facebook, all of our stuff. Absolutely, Thank yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. So, I know Anton hasn't talked a lot, but maybe he can just. I don't know what your time frames are here, but uh, um, it's whatever can, it is. All right, so <laughs> um, he continues to work. After I left, I I kind of put this um, this one um, uh, orphanage kind of under my wing, and and Anton was a. Uh, was an extreme gentleman and continued, I would send money um, so that he could buy food for this, uh, um, uh, for this orphanage. Um, it, it was basically, I, I call it an orphanage, but it was a, uh, like a community hall or it was a, it was a hotel with a conference center. And they took this conference center and they just laid out um, cots mm-hmm. for all of the refugees. And this one was uh, specifically meant for, um, uh, I'm just gonna grab a some water real quick. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, mothers with uh, young um, okay. <laughs> mothers with young kids, so uh, um, Anton would go back um, and uh, you know drop off food, check up on the families that I had been trying to help, and and he continues to this day. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that kind of that struggle that David was talking yeah. about, where Joe, people were uh, talk to us, Anton. Tell yeah. us what you have during. So the- there's uh, he did one for Christmas. Um, you know, I, this is a kid that's taking his savings that he saves pretty much everything he does at work. So um, that he makes at work, and he and he would uh, make special things for these Ukrainian families that are right still mm-hmm. right on the border and still living in Poland. So uh, I wouldn't agree with most stuff you guys are saying because they are the one who are helping, right? They are the one who are there. They are the one who do most of the stuff. I am just, I'm just feeling, that's what I, that's what I feel. I'm not saying it's a, it's a thing, it's true. That's what I feel. I feel like I'm responsible to help them because anything, anything they do for Ukraine, right? 
they do it for me because I'm from Ukraine. It's mm -hmm. my country. So uh, I don't like when people, when people, when you, I don't like when you thank me or, you know, you, you're saying nice things about me because it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's least I can do for you guys. It's uh, all, uh, all yeah. the good things are you and it's all, it all happened thanks, thanks to you. And uh, I want to thank you for uh, sharing the link too, because it's yeah. David's link, but it's still. Is know. there any way to help you directly, or do we help uh, David and it goes to Anton as well a little bit? Okay, so if we help David, it will go. It will get to Anton. We we cooperate all the time. Yeah, yeah. and every every little bit helps. Every yeah, yeah. anything Any, helps. Anytime. It does does the U.S. dollar go a lot further in Ukraine um, than it does here? The, the the dollar and the pound go a very long way. Okay. In fact, we've started buying food and aid in Poland and Ukraine. Uh, all the money that I get goes to buy f aid. Mm -hmm. We go shopping together. Okay. So we spend that money. That's awesome. Any money that's donated, we shop together. All of us shop together to buy the stuff. I just thought I'd chuck that one in. So yes, he won't, thank he you. won't say it because he's too modest. <laughs> he's that's, too that's modest. Fine. Yeah, that's he's good. there with us. You know, when you're when you get a pallet of water, you know, uh, so like, how much is a pallet of water over uh, there? It, it's as tall as the ceiling in this room. Um, well, how and much money? It's, Oh, it's like 170 bucks. That's it. Yeah. 170 bucks. You get a pallet of water. Um, so we brought, we bought, um, I don't know, a, a big thing over there that's easy to use and easy to, um, uh, uh, easy for them to cook with, with little power because there's rolling blackouts. Yeah. Um, the, uh, is like a noodle, like we would call ramen noodles here, but they have a bunch of different noodle types over there. Yep. And then the, like the canned meat. Uh, we were able to, I think it was uh, for two thousand dollars, we filled the van. Yep. Um, oh wow! Uh, and then, uh, so and even then, if someone donated a couple hundred dollars, couple hundred dollars goes it would a go, lot. It would go a long it, way. You could buy twenty, thirty boxes of noodles, and that will feed. I know it's not healthy, but it actually gets it, some nourishment. It's, yeah. you know, it's uh, uh, I don't what nourishment there isn't it, but. It, it, it just it, calories, one. It's a, it's one, it's a treat, you know. Yeah. It's a treat sure. as well, and it brings up the spirit. You know, when you get something good like that, um, it's not potato. It's not something you know um, left over in a can or something. It, it's a. It's a. It is a treat, but also gives lift spirits. So, well, I will certainly donate when we get off this podcast. I'll donate to uh, uh, David's drive for Ukraine. Yeah, um, for amazing, sure. Josh. Thank um, you. Through both my businesses or all three of my businesses, I'll do that. Um, and hopefully posting it on these pages will get a couple other people. I know yeah, I have I know I have a big draw and I have a big group of people that that might donate a little bit here and there. And and, and it really is whatever you can. I mean, a couple hundred dollars goes a long way, but we don't need that from one person. Yeah, you know, no. if you can donate five bucks. Yeah, even you know, yeah. whatever it $5 is, five dollars from five hundred you know, people is a lot. Yeah, exactly. Thank and you. Instead of buying a cup of coffee, go ahead and donate to a cause that's actually going to feed like children and, and from people things. we've met firsthand. From, yeah, these people, people here are going in Keen out right now are going out ri risking their lives to help others. Can it, I just add? We have no overheads. None of us get paid. You're not paying. We're not. Yeah. It's, it's all going to feed here. ourselves. We don't take money to feed ourselves. Everything's going directly Wherever to wherever we stay. We pay for. Yep. Uh, the only thing this this donated money pays for is fuel and uh, uh, aid. Okay. That's it. Okay. So I will say there is no other charity that does that. Every other charity, if you're going to donate to 
Uh, I'm, I'm a Marine, so I'll say Toys for Tots. But a- any of these other charities, um, they all have overhead. And typically, on the best of them, 90%, maybe a little more, 91, 92, at, at the very best charities, that's what your that's where your money's going to go and the rest of it's going to go to admin fees and paying people to help run the charity which makes sense this it a hundred percent is going so you don't have to worry about you know somewhat some scam thing or, yeah, no, or this isn't you know so, someone else taking advantage and to kind of pump david again uh this is david's uh, i i don't have a you know a, a 501c3 i know that people had helped me on my way um both times um but uh um, David's been on the BBC, you know, um, oh, he's wow. done a bunch of articles. He spoke on the phone of, uh, quite a few times. Um, so, uh, he actually got a, a, a phone call the other day as well, if you don't mind me saying David, uh, but they were, uh, wondering if, uh, he was going to, um, Turkey to help there. Oh, wow. Um, but I think right now his heart's still in Ukraine with all the people that he's met. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, David, your feeling on that? Um, it's difficult, so, so difficult when you see people suffering to kind of, it's not taking sides. My focus stays on Ukraine simply because I've got a, a network now. We've got a network now. Yeah. We know what we're doing now. We know what's safe and what's not safe. And uh, it really is a big team effort. So, for example, again, Anton hasn't mentioned this. When I go to Ukraine, I stay at his grandmother's house. Okay. His uncle comes with us. <laughs> he doesn't speak English. I don't speak Ukrainian. <laughs> sure. But we managed to get by, and uh, he gets me to places that I would never go. Yeah. We were going to Bakhmut. We got to Dne- uh, sorry to Dnipro the last trip. Spoke to Artur, who said, don't come to Bakhmut. It is, you know you're not going to make it. Yeah, I'll come out to, D- to, to Dnipro to get the aid. We left the aid with a friend. The following morning, we left Dnipro. Within hours, Nipro had been hit and 73 people killed. Oh, my um, God. Uh, but, but there is such a large network of people who help. And, and it's not that I don't want to help in, in Turkey and in Syria. Of course I would. We all would. Right. Sure. In a heartbeat. But, but we can only do well, you so can do. much. And you already have well, this network. It, so. Yeah, it makes sense because you already have the reach. You've already spent the time. You've, you've you know, planted the seeds. You've laid the ground. You've been there before. Going to somewhere else, going to Turkey, for instance, you're going to have to start all over from, from, you know, zero. Whereas somebody else could come over and do that same thing. Mm. And, and very quickly, I think you'll find that the big agencies will be there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, already absolutely. in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure already Red Cross Turkey, yeah. is probably already there. and Samaritan's you know, Purse. And, yeah. 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 So, so my focus, and I think our focus, would, I think we would stay with what we're doing because we know that we're having some impact with, uh, and I know, you know, there will be people who say, oh, come on, you're driving a couple of minibuses. What good is that? And the answer is, uh, you help one person, you've helped that one person. Exactly. Uh, And every one person you help is one more person helped. I I always tell people, what if you are that one person? How much would that mean to you at that point? Like, yeah, you say only one person and sure, statistically it's insignificant. But if that's you, that's your entire world. That's uh, everything. And if you're so, a family with children, you count in ones. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I really appreciate the stories. And uh, I know all of us appreciate what you're doing over there. So I really hope we can help. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> That's all I have to say. There's not much I can no, say, man. That was heavy. Thanks but, for having us, yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah, I know you've uh, asked thank me a few times. I was so happy. Um, I was able to, while we were coming back from uh, from Kiev, I was telling him about hog hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was like, Dave, you want to ever come to the U.S.? And he's like, yeah, I, I think I would like that. And uh, uh, so I was like, let's make it happen. Yeah. And uh, that we, we took a great trip down to Florida. Um, we spent awesome. uh, two weeks together. It's been amazing. Did you visit Disneyland? Oh, so we went through Disneyland <laughs> on, a, okay. on a detour when we went to tactical shit. Um, we ended up having to go through it to, Ooh, you know, yeah. in Orlando, but uh, we, we went though. to the uh, space center. Oh, okay. Um, so we went, we, we, we did, we went to Epcot. We got, uh, no, it was a uh, space center is uh, Cape Canaveral. Oh, okay. we oh, oh, the, the actual uh, like NASA. Yeah. yeah. So we were launch. Yep. We saw. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. So it was uh, the That's SpaceX awesome. 200 launch. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like two forty-five in the morning. Yeah, um, Elon's launching shit all the it's time. It's amazing. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, at first I was like, eh, launch. You know, but it was amazing. It, awesome. it was so impressive. And then to go there the next day um, and spend the day there, it was well worth it. Yeah. I, I'd recommend it. Uh, it's just awesome. neat to see. You know, you think about the risks that we take. Imagine going to space. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uncontrollables there. Yeah, if something goes uh, wrong. Yeah, uh, guess what? <laughs> it's you, not like the bus breaks yourself, down on the yeah. side of the road. You need to, you know, fix yeah. a flat tire. It doesn't happen in space. So, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been an unbelievable trip, and I, I'm glad the guys made it out. You know, thanks for taking the time away and away from their families and absolutely and, and the situations going on over there. It was a uh, it was a real honor to have them here. And yeah, uh, glad they got on the podcast and yeah. could tell their stories. Exactly. No, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We're glad we were invited. It's, it means a lot. Yeah. Anytime. Definitely. Definitely. Welcome when, back when anytime. You, yeah. When do you go back? Uh, Sunday is their last day. Oh. Yeah, so we just got uh, we got tonight. We we're, we're kind of doing the uh, free food nights. Okay, uh, like all these people want to meet them because I've talked them up so sure. much, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, and free food like, here too. Food, food, you know. <laughs> like uh, we, we were just uh, at another friend's house tonight before we were on the podcast. I mean, we were going to be a little late, but sure, uh, just amazing, you know. Like uh, everybody's just been. Um, it, it's been great. Oh, I can't on. imagine. I mean, I know. So just oh. being in the military and like Anton was saying, where he was saying, you know, it's really difficult when people say, oh, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. And it's like, what well, I haven't really done anything um, in the military. I feel and I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but all the time, if people know that you're in the military, they say, oh, you know, thank you for your service. We really appreciate what you've done. And I look at him like there's so many other people that have done so much more than I've done. Why are you thanking me when there's all these other people? But you have to realize that, you know, like David was saying earlier, when you help that one person, it makes such a big difference. So it may be insignificant to you and you don't think that you're really helping out so much and that maybe there's more that you can do. But at the end of the day, you know, helping one person is helping that person. And and again, it's a hundred percent change in that person's life. So we do really appreciate everything you've done um, from, you know, people of Keene, uh, from the military, Marines and, and other services that aren't as important. Um, we really appreciate everything that you've done and we got to wrap it up because we're, uh, we're actually, uh, we're right at around two hours and that's very wow. long for yeah. one of our episodes, but right. we really thank you for being out here. And if there's any last words that you have or, uh, no. 
All right. Well, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you, and so does the crowd. Thank apparently, you. Yeah, the crowd appreciates you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit the button. Oh, are is we done? done? Is it over already? All right. No, hold on. We gotta we gotta wrap it up here, and uh, out we go. Oh, that's it. Wrap. Thank you. It was wicked. Hello, listeners.